All right, Kyle. So it's kind of a sad day in Avs Nation. As we learned, Gabe Landeskog will have another surgery on his knee. And this one is going to keep him out the entire season, next season. A lot to cover here on this very sad, solemn episode of Locked On Avalanche. Coming at you right now. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, and we're, we're it's backwards jersey day. Uh, backwards Landeskog jersey. We did this once before. when he, I think when he said he was going to be out for the playoffs. And now we get this news that we already know that he is going to be out for all of next season. So there's a lot to break down here, what it means for him, what it means for the avalanche. And uh, we're also going to get to some, some avalanche news. There was, it was a zoom call with Gabe Landeskog. He took a bunch of questions and then it went over to Chris McFarlane who took a bunch of questions. So I was literally like kind of going through like some news stories and like what this tonight's show would be about and then bam that hits and you're like okay this uh this is what happens in the offseason you don't prepare for things like this but i think this is a little bit surprising man not not that he was having another surgery because if you listen to jared bednar in his press conference not that long ago he kind of alluded to another surgery could be on the horizon so the fact that he's having another one i think wasn't a surprise the fact that we're already saying he's out for next season maybe is, um, but the re- recovery time for this surgery is like 12 to 16 months. So it makes sense why they're already calling it for all of next year. So when you heard this, what, what was your, what was your thinking? <laughs> Honestly, I, I am so numb to all of this news when I, got the little breaking news notification this morning it was i just looked at my phone and said wow this, i doubt landeskog will ever touch the ice again because you mentioned mm. well see the thing is you mentioned yeah. the word procedure this is more than just a procedure this is cartilage what is it Trans- uh, transplant yeah like when you when you hear transplant you're thinking like kidney transplant yes you know like the major organ transplants but you know i guess you can do stuff like cartilage as well i guess it's not immune to to transplanting but uh i guess it's been done and they they have a like they're saying an 85 percent success rate so and the interesting thing is when, when he was doing a zoom call someone asked him was this option on the table earlier and he said yes. He said it. it uh, he heard about it. It was talked about with him back in September 
So really kind of before the season started, but they, they went ahead with their plan, which they followed um, thinking that should be enough. And you look back on it. Now you can have the hindsight and say, Oh, we should have done this to begin with, but I'm not going to do that because you know, the, the people that are, that he's talking to and, you know, the experts and, and, and medical staff said, we shouldn't need that. And I kind of have to believe that because in the beginning it was 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, you're going to take the shorter one, 12, 12 weeks as opposed to 12 months. Sure. You're going to go the, the shorter route. Right. And I just find it in, amazing now that we are, we, we have gone from, this is going to be a, a 12 re- week recuperate uh, recuperating time to two seasons. That's a little bit crazy. Uh, nobody expected it to go this route and for this long. And it's a shame because he's your captain. And it's it's terrible that he's having to go through all this. And like, even with an 85% success rating on a transplant of cartilage in your knee, that's 2023-24. That season is out. That's two years yeah. that you have not played the game of hockey. And we talked about Connor Bedard yesterday. This is Gabe's not getting any younger. We just lost mm-hmm. two years of Gabe Landeskog, and then who knows what year three is going to look like? I know he talked about that he's going to be out 2023 24, but he expects to be back in full range of motion sooner than that and getting back in the swing of things. But two years, I know. I know we yeah. had the Jack Eichel thing where he went and did the other surgery and repaired his neck, and he has now, you know, did that right that different surgery and it repaired his neck better than ever before. And now yeah. look at what he's doing now. I mean, there, that was different though. Like the the Eichel thing was was he was at odds with the Buffalo Sabers team on what he wanted one surgery, they wanted him to do another one, and that got into a fascinating conversation of. Well, yeah, it did. It was it was the back and forth, and I know Landeskog and the team Who? doctors, other the yeah, team sorry. doctors, they're in agreement with their their yeah. course of action. There's no discourse there, and yes, the procedures for what we could do medically have greatly improved from leeches. But I mean, it's still you're losing two years of right. Gabe Landeskog, and we just talked about. UFAs yesterday and what this team's going to look like and now you have another year where you're starting off exactly like you did last year okay by the way there's no Landis Gog have fun with the rest of your season I know a lot of people are jumping right to he's done like you know and and he said in again in that zoom conference he hasn't even thought about retirement and that's another thing that I I fully believe right now I think the question shouldn't be should he retire? I think the question right now should be what Gabe Landeskog, what will the, which Gabe Landeskog do we get back yeah. when he does return? That is a question because he is going to, I, I, I am still confident that he is going to at least give it a go, mm-hmm. right? He will at least try to come back. And, and I had visions in my head of Terrell Davis and yeah. once he got hurt, once he had that knee surgery, he was never the same. Yep. But he tried to come back many times. 
So no, I don't think this is the end for Gabe Landeskog because he he will do this surgery. He will go go through everything that he needs to do with the rehab, and he will return. But what is he like when he returns? That is what I'm looking forward to. And if if it's just because he plays a specific way, right? He plays a physical style. He mixes it up in front of the net. Can he still do that? Can he still play his style, his Gabe Landisog style of play and not miss a beat? That is a big question. And that's a fair question worth asking. We don't know the answer to that right now. We just have to wait and see. And I, and I know a lot of people are jumping to he's missed two seasons in a row. He's done. I'm not, don't go there. Don't go there right now. I get that. That's the knee jerk reaction. That is not a pun. Uh, the, the pun was not intended. Oh, yeah. I just realized. <laughs> yeah. But we, we just, we just got to wait. We have to wait. We have to be patient and wait for him to come back and then kind of assess that. And see, the reason I bring that up and keep talking about the two seasons is you, you hit the nail on the head when you're talking about what Gabe Landis God comes back because let's, let's play. What if next season looks like last season and there's some bumps and some injuries and there's some there's some trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche get bumped in the first or second round. And then, oh, here comes Gabe Landeskog, 24-25. Here we go. And then he comes back at 60%. And then you're mm-hmm. like, oh, why? What is this what we were waiting on? And mm-hmm. then the long-awaited return of the glorious captain Thor himself is just, it's like the great value brand. Like, you're just like, what is this? This is not what we were waiting on. Generic like, pill. Like yeah, it. this is just not what we wanted. Yeah. And I, I don't want it, the fan base to then turn on Landeskog. Like, no, this- I don't think they will. I think th- th- they'll, because of how important he is to this team, like, th- they will, you know, they will not be able to wait for him to come back. And when he does, they, they will fully support him. And I think Landeskog is smart enough to know, like, Obviously, he's smart enough to know I, I can't go. I can't go. He he he, you know, threw in the towel for the the postseason. He's doing that again right now. And if he is that sixty percent, I wouldn't think he'd be out there at sixty percent. But if he can't go, and like I said, if he can't play that Gabe Landeskog style of game, then I think he has those conversations with himself, with his family, with the team of like, look, I'm I'm not producing and I'm not giving this team what I know that I can give, but we will not know that until he goes out there and tests it. We we're just not going to know it. And and again, I know some people are going to jump to the, he's done. Um, I I, I'm not there. I'm not there. And, and uh, if he gave a different answer, he was so direct uh, when that question was asked about, have you thought of retirement? And he's like, "I, I haven't thought about it at all. And he's talked to the right people. I think he talked to Alonzo ball. Because uh, Lonzo Ball had that that the same um, surgery, so yeah. he talked to him. Um, he's done his research and he's confident uh, that this will correct it. And I think he's he he is given that opportunity and that right to see this through. So it's it's going to be uh, if, if the off season was going to be interesting, it just got interestinger. Sure did. And I know that's not a word, but I'm uh, I'm inventing it now. <laughs> what does it mean for the Avalanche, obviously, in the realm of this offseason and free agency and cap space? Obviously, he's going on LTIR, but it's not that simple. 
it's not that simple of he, the, the seven million dollars is free and then we can just give that money out why is that a, a complicated thing for the avalanche we will get to that next but first we're going to hear from indeed and there is no i in team but there is one in in indeed and that is the hiring platform that you need to build your team and when you're hiring you need indeed it's the hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills indeed is a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all they streamline hiring with powerful tools and find you matched candidates with instant match over 80 percent of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job, which is according to Indeed data. So start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked on. The offer is good for a limited time, so go claim your $75 credit right now at Indeed.com slash locked on. Once again, Indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions do apply if you need to hire then you need indeed. All right. So that's kind of where things stand with Gabe Landeskog personally. Uh, for the Avalanche, it's good to know that this is happening now because now you can plan accordingly, right? You're, you don't have that, what we went through last season. And yeah. is he coming back? Is he coming back? Is he coming back? You don't really make deals at the trade deadline because you still have that outside chance that he's coming. Now this is cut and dry. He's not coming back for next season. All right, what do we do? He's going on LTIR. That adds $7 million to the cap. But the, the tie-up here is it's right now one year. So you can't necessarily go out and sign a, a unrestricted free agent to a long-term deal for Gabe Landeskog money because once he comes back, that, that goes on the books, that goes on the cap. So this is not just, oh, he's on LTIR. We'll just You might be able to find someone to replace him for a year. Yeah. Um, but it's, again, like this this – it's weird because it frees up money, sure, but it also creates headaches on how you're going to allocate his specific dollar amount. Yeah. What do you think we do here? Yeah, because it really ties your hands into the UFAs that we addressed yesterday. Mm -hmm. What could and who could stay, who could go. It's not like you could tie that money into the UFAs because that money has to go back to Landis Gug the year after when he comes right. back. Right. You can't you can't just tie it up and like, oh wow seven extra million dollars let's we could sign JT let's bring back New Hook let's give him a little bit extra because you know <laughs> we found this extra money in this couch cushion <laughs> that was occupied by Landeskog. Right. No, you have to. Yes, you have it, but it's it's not for long. And looking at your list of UFAs going into next year, it, it you're not you're not hitting home runs with the right. list of ufas and to land anybody for a year what are you planning on solving because you really don't know like what you're doing with jt comfort and what you're doing with yeah. new hook and what you're doing with how these deals are going to look what are you going to do with that seven million is it going to be well, a one-year <clears throat> band-aid to get through landis gog 
who's still not confirmed for the year after. You still have to see how everything goes. It, I, I think if I had to guess, I kind of think that's the road they're going to go down. Hmm. And and I think they're going to look at it as, um, yeah, we can't we can't just go out and sign a, a UFA for Landis money to replace him for all the reasons you just said. Once he comes back, he, he's owed that money and that goes back on the books. But I think they might look at it as like this lines up okay with getting through next season and then the cap goes up. So if we need a holdover for a year, we'll sign that guy. And, and it does help sign, if they want to, JT Comfort and Evan Rodriguez. Because you don't have to bump either one of those guys up to Landeskog money. Mm-hmm. And and they're still not going to reach. They still have they they. I'm sure they still have a, a limit on what they're going to spend for JT Comfort, and not go over that. And they might be able to offer him that now, because you, you like you you have a little bit of money now that you can allocate towards him. Same thing with with Evan Rodriguez. And then the following, you can sign them to longer term deals because the following year the the cap should go up significantly, and you're okay. Now, what you could do with that is you're, you're not going to sign a 27, 28-year-old who is looking to cash in um, like the, the higher-end guys going into this free agency market. You're not going to do that <clears throat> because they don't want a one-year deal, obviously. Yeah. They want they want to get maximum years and dollars. But what you could do is sign some of these mid 30 guys who might be okay jumping around year to year. Hey, I'll go join the avalanche for a year. See if I can't win something in the later stages of my career. I'm not saying you have to go, you know, uh, Patrice Bergeron style. Like he's what? 37, 30 years old, but Patrick Kane. Well, I don't know. Maybe if he's okay, he, maybe he wants to get back into the central and kind of stick it to Chicago. Right now, he might. That, that, that's I, that is much more in the the re, the realm of reality right now than it was forty eight hours ago. Let me spin it to you this way, my good friend, mm-hmm. my good buddy. What? Let's not start the way with a. Let's not start the season with Patty Kane on the roster. Let's not start it with a band aid. Let's mm. pretend like that seven million dollars doesn't exist. Let's put this team back together. Get Erod JT take a stab if they join they do if they don't mm-hmm. oh well put the team together and then be a completely different team with how we handled the trade deadline yeah last year not a bad idea you could you could be a more of a buyer be more aggressive when other teams that are putting together their team realize this is not how we need to be constructed we need to sell we need to get rid of yeah and then you start buying up and address the needs that you come into by the trade deadline and that you realize this is a problem. We have to address it. You could fix it then instead of taking a guess, an 82 game guess at what your season is going to look like with a bandaid to start the season. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. <clears throat> that's really not a bad idea. And, and I think you dip into that $7 million to sign a couple guys uh, to not do it. Um, I think it w- would be a disservice to, to heading into Cause you need to sign guys. Obviously, you're going to you don't want you might not want to soak up all that seven million dollars just in the offseason. I get that. Uh, but to be able to divvy a little bit out to 
you, you can be competitive a little bit more with kind of going this back and forth with free agents um, and get into maybe a little bit of a bidding war, not go crazy. You can't go crazy, but you're, that's not a bad idea to hang on to it to a little bit because when the trade deadline comes around, yeah, maybe you can be a little bit more of a player and, and do what you did not do last year, which is rentals. Yeah. You, you can bring in some rentals, make a run for it, knowing that those guys aren't going to be there. And then the, the next off season, things get interesting. Okay. Where is he now? Is he, is he coming back? Cap should go up. It, it, when you look on it on the surface, you're like, well, you, you can't just throw that money out, but you can get creative with it. Yeah, you really can. And I think the avalanche kind of will. I think they're in an okay spot now with this. And especially with how injuries plagued the team last year to the point that Curtis McDermott played forward in a like in a couple games. Mm-hmm. You could at a midpoint of the season, maybe the first third of the season, first quarter, say, "Okay, the injuries are another problem. We can't do this." Instead of calling up and down just signing somebody, picking up somebody off waivers, having that extra flexibility with what you can do financially of picking up somebody, dropping somebody, and making more moves, and then picking up a rental, your Band-Aid that you want, find a better one that's available at the trade deadline. Yeah, and, and what, what do teams do at the trade deadline too is, is uh, the teams that are giving away players keep some money. Yep. So it's not like you know all that money that you have – is just going to the player that you acquire. You can, you know, have that team retain some salary, get Arizona involved, have them retain more. Salary. So, it, it can, you can make this go a long way. Yep. You 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 could if you do it right, and I kind of have faith that the Avalanche can. But I'm looking at some of these uh, unrestricted. Well, let, let me let me. Why, why don't we we uh, hear from Game Time, and then we'll get into maybe like specific names here. Yeah. Um, because I mean I threw out Patty Kane, but there there's other ones. There's other ones that are pretty enticing. There are. So first we're gonna hear from Game Time and GameTime.co and buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. And Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and get started or get and start getting hyped for the eventual fun that you are going to have. Some of the things that we love about the game time app flash deals. We all have a good flash mob, right? I mean, Kyle's dancing in a jig right flash now. Dance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have flash deals on last minute tickets, easy to find and easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. We love the images of the seat views. That is clutch. Oh, the lowest. My favorite. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, even job loss protection. So you can download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. And once again, create an account and redeem the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so I'm looking at some unrestricted free agents heading into this offseason. And I'm looking at two things. I'm looking at, obviously, what their cap hit was from last year and kind of comparing that to what the Avalanche could acquire some of these guys for. And I'm also looking at age because you have a guy like Patrick Kane 
who made $10.5 million will be 35 years old when the season starts. I think mm-hmm. we're around close to that. He's not making that much. You know, he's not going to be making $10.5 million again. So someone like him, I I see a lot of people want to get Ryan O'Reilly back. I was waiting on that. Uh, he made 7.5 last year. He's going to be 30. He is 32 years old. I think and this one might be a little bit. This uh, Tarasenko's on there, right? He's only 31. So I think that's a little bit young for kind of like this theory <laughs> that I have right now. What uh, What better I, I way? Think... What better way to replace Landis Gog? And his injury problems than Tarasenko and his injury problems. Uh, yeah, he, he held it together <laughs> this year. Once he got over that, it's like his hand or something. Wasn't there his L? I think it was like once he got over, he seems to be sticking with it right now. So, um, but I don't think at his age, he's one of those guys that's going to be want to be want to be doing those one year deals. Yeah. So I, I, that would be who I would love to get in this scenario, but I don't think that's going to happen. Could it be someone like like O'Reilly? I, and maybe that's a little bit. I think you know he's at the age where he wants one more long term contract, right? Yeah. So, man, who who's some other ones here? I'm looking at. Um, he you got see- JVR. JVR. <laughs> he, he's going to be 34. I mean, that is someone that you could definitely do, but the production on him just plummeted. So if this was a couple of years ago, I'd say okay. I don't know. It um who else is on here? You Jordan Stahl's on there. You have Tomas Tatar, but that's mm. it's it's going to be cheaper, it's going to be consistent. But when you mentioned the band-aid mm-hmm. and you threw out Patty Kane initially. I was so against the idea of bringing back Ryan O'Reilly the last mm-hmm. time he was brought up. To me, he feels like a perfect Band-Aid. Ryan O'Reilly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, nobody would be against that. Nobody. Um, but I kind of, like he's at that age where he, this is going to be his last good deal. And does he want to chance it doing a one-year deal with his old team? Um, you know, because who knows? Uh, maybe he gets a Landeskog injury and then he can't sign that that long. You know, so that that's the risk that is being played here with those young thirty-year-old guys. I think we're kind of in the mid-thirty to approaching like uh, you know forty-year-old guys um, who would want to do a, a, a one-year deal, and maybe it could turn into something longer when he does come back uh, at an even lower number. Um. But I'm looking. I just sorted by age. Uh, Zach Parise is he's going to be 39. Oh. He's going to oh. be 39, and you don't want to touch that because that's uh, that that that's just. Uh, I mean, that's the reason I didn't bring up Matt Dumba, who is also going to be available. Yeah, you know who's third on this list? P.E. Belmar. <laughs> oh, he's going to be. Well, he's 38. Then you have Corey Perry, who's 38. Bergeron, who's going to be 38. Paul Stasny is on this. He's 37. I don't think they go after him. Um, David Krejci, he's 37. Um, Darren Helms up there, obviously. Cogliano, Phil Kessel, who just 
doesn't seem to, you know, slow down at all. I mean, you have options here and you can, you, it doesn't have to all go into one guy. That's the other part of it. That's true. You, you can, you can spread this around and, and, um, I don't think it's a, a, a horrible, all these things that we're throwing out, like if you don't see anything happening right away, I think abs fans are going to be like, what is Chris McFarland doing? He yeah. didn't do anything at the trade deadline. He's not doing anything with it now. And that's where just the impatience comes from. But if they're not going to do anything now, I completely side with you with, with the, the uh, trade deadline part, but you do run the risk of where are you going to be in the standings at that well, point in time? With, Take that money. You're not having to. I mean, none of those names. You could sit there and be like, "This is the answer to right. band aid no. the team." Exactly. So go get you a Van Riemsdyk and a PE of Elmar. There's your depth nah, and leadership, and half and half, and yeah. then tie it over to the trade deadline. I know both <laughs> of them cannot be commanding a lot. You know who? Uh, and I even sent her a message about it. Our, our uh, good friend of the show, Lisa. Yeah, uh, who's who's half Avs fan, half uh, Washington Capitals fan. Um, I was like, give me the, the goods on Connor Sheary. Because mm. what I saw and I don't watch a ton of Capitals games, but what I did when I did watch them, I really liked what I saw from Connor Sheary. And I was like, just, wh- what's his status? Is, is it like is he because he, he's going to be a UFA? Is Washington going to sign him? No doubt. And she kind of threw it up and it's like, it's not guaranteed. And he was one of the most consistent guys on the team. And he's got a motor that doesn't quit. I think Connor Shear would be a perfect addition to the Avs. He wouldn't cost you a ton. He solves the depth issue that the Avs have right now. He had a good season. Uh, what did he have? Uh, he had 15 goals and 22 points. He had 37 points. Put him on a team like the Avs, that he, he could be a forty-point uh, depth guy for you for for the Avs. That's kind of I don't want to say he's like a dark horse or anything for me. Like that's kind of the guy that I would target if I were the Avs is someone like Connor Sherry. And you don't have to load a lot of money into him, and you still have money to give if you wanted to give a little bit extra to JT Comfort, a little bit extra to Evan Rodriguez and then see what happens as the season goes along and then reassess at the trade deadline. Lars Eller had 23 points. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. He's available as well. We could bring him back. You could bring him back at nothing. You could bring him back probably right around like the league minimum, and I would do that. I would absolutely do that. Like if And if Sherry's not asking a lot, Um, I mean, he, he made one and a half last year. So we have and league men Lars. one years old. Yeah, we have league men Lars, and then let's just give one, one and a half to Sherry. Yeah, I mean, you might have to go a little bit higher than because what did I say he made? One, one and a half? Yeah, so he's not going to stay there. He's probably going to want a little bit more than that. But okay, since so fine, there's two. Yeah, there's 2.25. Um, I think you can do that. And, and, and then you still have your trade deadline money. You still have the trade deadline money. And is Patrick Kane on, on the radar here? I think he very well could be. He very well could be. If, if you can get him down to a, a low number for that one-year rental, no, it's a one. Hey, come here, win another cup, or at least have a good opportunity to. And if it doesn't work, 
you can go somewhere else. I don't think seven million is enough to get him out of New York. I think New York is going to try to keep him, and that's all you really. Can. I mean, if you're going to max out this this Landeskog money on one guy, which I don't think they're going to do, um, that's kind of it. It kind of falls in line, right? He goes from ten point five. He knows he's he's not going to get that again. Does he go somewhere or a cup contending team for seven? Maybe. And maybe maybe I'm talking myself out of this because maybe the average don't do that because now they have nothing left in terms of that land of Scott money. And I think the abs are frugal sometimes and they like yeah. to sp- spread that money around. Uh, but it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see what the avalanche do this off season. And this news just, just adds to the fascination of what's going to happen with them. So we, we could have gone in a whole nother half hour talking Easily. about this. Cause I'm fascinated with this stuff, but basically uh, it, 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 it's, it's upsetting and it's sad that, you know, he's your captain. He's not just a, a player yeah. uh, that wears the Avalanche jersey. He's your captain. And, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, that, that one guy who, who could potentially play 20 years in one uniform. Uh, now it might be 18. <laughs> yep. Technically, you know, he's still a team, obviously, but he, he's missing two seasons. That's difficult to come back from, but man, are you telling me that anybody that could do that is Gabe Landeskog? I hope everybody has that picture of him holding the cup with a pyro behind him in a frame because that could be our last Landy picture. You never know. Don't go there. Too soon. Too soon. All right. That is going to wrap it up for today, everybody. I know the comment section is probably going to go crazy with this one. Uh, with all of the things that we talked about on this Landeskog focused episode. So thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Um, we will be back tomorrow. There was some other avalanche stuff. We didn't get to the Chris McFarland stuff that he talked about. Uh, Cause surprise there's uh, injuries even when the avalanche aren't playing. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. So make sure you tune in to that. Until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. Enjoy the day, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!